back, everybody. Episode 20, Rating Modernization. I know everyone's head exploded the other day uh, when this all got released. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, this was a complete shock to a lot of people. So I had to do a whole episode on it. I was going to do a spin the yarn, but it just was not enough time. It would have ended up being 30 minutes long at least. Uh, so I wanted to sit down and really think through this. And the other reason I didn't do a spin the yarn is because my head just exploded. Like, it took me a long time to process this and get to a place where I had a well-thought-out opinion and I was actually ready to talk about it. And I had a lot of junior sailors getting a hold of me, asking me, what does this mean? What's going on? I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. And that helped me work through my opinion of what had just happened and kind of process the information. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to dig into rating modernization, talk a little bit about what it is, why everybody's so upset about it, and uh, what you can do about it. Uh, so first, I'm going to do a quick history segment just on related to ratings, of course. Uh, it's going to be pretty short. Uh, I'm just going to talk about a little snippet from the History and Heritage Command's website. Uh, so I'm going to read that to you now. The Uniform Regulations of 19 February 1841 introduced a sleeve mark for the uniforms of petty officers consisting of an eagle facing left from the wearer's perspective with the wings pointed down uh, while perched on a fouled anchor. It was to be worn halfway between the elbow and the shoulder on the front of the sleeve. Boatswain's mates, gunner's mates, carpenter's mates, masters at arms, ship's stewards, and ship's cooks wore it on the right sleeve, while quartermasters, quarter gunners, captains of the forecastle, captains of the tops, captains of the afterguard, armorers, coopers, ship's corporals, and captains of the hold wore it on their left sleeve. It was difficult to distinguish between different ratings using this system. The Uniform Regulations of 1 December 1866 introduced a system of rating badges with eight specialty marks. Depending on design and where these badges were worn, 13 ratings could be identified. A Petty Officer rating badge incorporated an eagle, specialty mark, and chevrons with points down, and that was introduced in the Uniform Regulations of 1886. The eagle face left with its wings pointed horizontally to the sides. The regulation specified that petty officers of the starboard watch were to wear rating badges on their right sleeves. The left sleeve was to be used for those on the port watch. General Order 431, dated 24 September 1894, changed the eagle's wings to point upward, though the eagle continued to face left. The uniform regulations of 25 January 1913 changed the location of rating badges so that the rating badges were no longer worn on the sleeves corresponding to assigned watches. Right arm rates were to signify men of the seaman branch. Left arm rates were to be used by personnel of the artificer branch, engine room force, and all other petty officers. The eagle continued to face left on all rating badges. The uniform regulations of 31 May 1941 specified that the eagle was to face to the left in the rates comprising of the seaman branch, boatswain's mate, turret captain, signalman, gunner's mate, fire controlman, quartermaster, mineman, and torpedo men's mate. Uh, all other rating badges were to have an eagle facing to the right. Right arm rates were disestablished to April 1949 after having been eliminated by change number one, dated 24 February 1948, to the 1947 uniform regulations. All rating badges were to be worn on the left sleeve with the eagle facing to the right. Pretty confusing stuff, okay? So that's just a quick little history on the on the way that we wear our specialty marks and our crows and our uniforms. I didn't want to go too in-depth uh, or spend too much time talking about the, the ratings and stuff. I, I might get into a little more in the future. And there was a history segment I did on uniforms 
a while back that was pretty lengthy uh, and had some information about that. But you can find a lot of information on the history of your rate and especially how your rating has changed. Uh, when I did research on my rate, which is a cook, or my former rate, which is like vinegar coming out of my mouth, I found a lot of information on the History and Heritage Command website that detail, had a very detailed timeline of all the different changes. And there's a lot more than you think there was. My rate, I mean, I, I want to say there was like 50 on this page, 50 different names. Because um, we used to have, you know, you'd have your rating of cook, but then there'd be, there was like 15 or 20 variations, like engineer's cook, CO's cook, uh, wardroom cook, uh, officer's cook, and on and on it went. Um, so there's a ton of different ones. Some got established and disestablished really fast. Others uh, changed into or got merged into one. So like uh, stewards and commissarymen got rated, got merged into mess management specialists in the 70s. So uh, so that's how that goes. But you can find all that on the History and Heritage Command website. And I highly encourage you to look into that, especially now uh, when this is going to kind of start to fade away as time goes on. Uh, it's even more important now that you take the time to study these things and get this information and pass it on. Pass it on to the new generation that's only going to know an uh, in, in NOS code. So what we're going to be talking about today, like I said before, is rating modernization, right? Uh, and what I want to talk about is that change is constant, okay? So, so as long as you're in the Navy and as long as I'm in the Navy, there will be things changing all around you and it's going to look like a very different place at the end of your career than it did in the beginning. And that's already true for me. So much has changed. I came in the Navy wearing dungarees and I was wearing Johnny Cashes and, and different uniforms that we're, that we're wearing now and we're about to change again. And so you're going to experience what I experienced as we go from type one to type two NWs. Uh, a lot is changing very quickly. You see, you know, female chiefs wearing combination covers, uh, and, and female E6 and below wearing Dixie cups. So those things, it's just an example of, of how things are changing. I've already experienced my rating name change and now the ratings have changed into these NOS codes. And so the, these things are just gonna continue to happen uh, for as long as you stay in the Navy, change will be constant. And junior sales should always question everything, but when the change is delivered, like it or not, you need to embrace it, uh, use it, so that you can leave behind the best Navy possible. Uh, that's what we're going to dig into is, is how you embrace this change, even when you don't like it. And I know there's a lot of heartburn about this, and we're going to talk all about that. I'm going to dig into this. Uh, it took me about five days to process what just happened. Uh, it came out of nowhere. From what I can tell, no one, and I mean no one, got any advance notice of this. Not commanding officers, command mass chiefs, nobody. Uh, we all got blindsided. Uh, it happens. Um, it happens on our micro level. You know, you... you Name pops up on a watch bill with a pen and ink change. You didn't see it coming. I mean, something comes up and you got to cover down and, and you get blindsided in that way. Uh, but once I got past my initial visceral reaction of anger, uh, and that's exactly, I mean, I was upset just like everyone is. Um, I realized that this, like many things, are beyond our control. And we've, we've talked about that. Uh, and this is on a much bigger scale, but this feels different. I, and I know it feels different. It feels different to me and I know it feels different to you. But it's not like not not entirely, uh, and I'm gonna get into all of that in hopes of easing some of some of this panic and some of this uh, very, you know, frustrated reaction that everybody, including me, uh, is having. Right. Uh, so as I get through this, and as I get through anything, and as change continues to happen in our Navy, if you have questions, if you want clarification or just a sounding board, or if you're confused, like I know a lot of you guys are out there right now, uh, feel free to get in contact with us. Facebook message us. You can. Uh, 
DM us on Instagram uh, at DGuts Podcast, or you can just email us at don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com, and I'll do my very best uh, to answer whatever questions or address whatever concerns uh, that you have. All right, so let's get into this. What the hell is rating modernization? Okay, everybody is asking themselves that question right now. Part of the reason there is such a confused panic and frustrated reaction is that we were all blindsided. Like I mentioned earlier, all of us. I was on a phone con with my CMC that afternoon, as I am every Friday, and the first thing out of his mouth was, I had no idea this was coming. So, you know, don't everybody shotgun blast me because I didn't know it was coming either. I strongly disagree with how this was delivered, but I can't speak to why, and neither can you. Uh, So keep in mind, while I struggle to envision a good reason for doing it the way that Big Navy did, leadership perspective is important. I don't have the same perspective as the Secretary of the Navy, the Chief of Naval Operations, or the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy. And it's safe to say that they know a lot that we don't. So give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure we will hear more all the way up to and maybe including an apology for fumbling the delivery, or maybe we're going to hear a very well-articulated and thought-out explanation of why they did it the way they did it. I don't know, but give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I think they've earned it. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about after that part uh, is, because we all got blindsided, uh, is, is the actual policy of rating modernization, of which there is very little, and I want to make that very clear because that seems to be a hang-up for people. The actual guidance released included a video with the SECNAV, CNO, and MCPON discussing vaguely what's coming and why. Okay, It started with the MCPON uh, Stevens doing the gender-neutral working, working group thing where he, he had a bunch of people get together and they discussed uh, gender neutrality and rating names, and it evolved into what just happened, where he made a recommendation to the Secretary of the Navy saying, I believe that a lot more change is needed outside of just you know, making rating names gender neutral. We need to modernize training and, and it make it so that it opens up advancement and do all these other things. So he made this recommendation to the Secretary of Navy and that's what Secretary Mavis went with. Uh, so and, and rating modernization is what the actual implementation of that recommendation looks like. Uh, so also a nav admin was released, nav admin 218-16, equally vague. Uh, I was able to get my hands on some amplifying information from a, a fellow chief in D.C., Still vague, but it did include a timeline uh, laid out when more amplifying information is coming. So they're working on uh, more details on information detailing how they're going to accomplish some of the stated goals of the program. Uh, So my advice is just keep your ear to the ground. Watch social media accounts of the Navy Personnel Command, All Hands Magazine, Chief of Naval Operations, MCPON, etc. And you'll see it as soon as it's on the street. But there's more coming Again, for whatever reason, they left this purposely vague. I, I don't think that they just went into this willy-nilly and, di- and did it unprepared on purpose, and they just don't have their stuff together. Like I, I don't buy that. For whatever reason, they did this vague on purpose. My sneaking suspicion is that they're waiting to get fleet feedback on a lot of things, and because this is going to affect so many huge Navy programs, they kind of want to, you know, take bites out of the elephant one at a time, you know, because it's an elephant and it's going to take a long time to eat it. So uh, hopefully that weird metaphor just made sense. But uh, that's what I'm thinking probably happened is is they wanted to keep it vague on purpose. And then as they attack each one of these things, like how to revamp uniforms, how to revamp advancement exams, how, uh, you know, what all this is going to look like when you're getting detailed on CMS ID, stuff like that. This, this is, the effects of this are far-reaching. So to think that they were going to have this all figured out 
all 100% before they uh, announced it is incredibly unrealistic, but uh, I, I think they're waiting on feedback. That's my guess, okay? So let's move on. The stated goals of the program. This is what I, I think a lot of people completely missed. All they got was, oh my God, they destroyed 240 years of history and the ratings are gone. So the actual stated goals of the program are to open up career and advancement opportunities for sailors while putting the right sailor in the right job with the right training. Okay, this includes increased advancement opportunities and career fields that are, are locked up. You know, you hear about people that are locked up and can't advance due to lack of quotas from overmanning in that rating, right? So how does this work? Well, we don't know yet, okay? So, but based on the general overarching concept of rating modernization, by not artificially pigeonholing you in one specific job inside a broader field, you'll have the greater opportunity to advance by being part of a larger competitive group. So you'll have the opportunity to get cross-trained and detailed to different, like a, a diverse uh, field of jobs. Like you'll have more selections of location and types of duty and platforms when you're being detailed and you'll have a better opportunity to advance based on not being pigeonholed in one job or rating, right? So the Navy's been talking about this for a long time. And so now part of what they're talking about that's, that's woven into this is the training. So you're gonna get the opportunity to be trained on a, of a myriad of tasks within your career field now. And one of the things that they're gonna do is uh, called Ready Relevant Learning. And you'll hear this associated with a Sailor 2025 concept. And if you haven't heard of either of those things, Google it, look into it, because you're gonna hear a lot coming up and A schools are gonna change, C schools are gonna change, uh, training, required training at when you're PCASing from one command to another. Uh, Ready Relevant Learning is supposed to be another one of those we're gonna we're gonna revolutionize training in the Navy uh, and one of the concepts will include credentialing sailors in their career fields in line with their training and experience to provide greater level of knowledge and opportunity to translate that training experience to a civilian op occupation so the credentialing will be in line with civilian counterparts uh, so like for me and I use my frame of reference as a culinary specialist we're talking like American Culinary Federation certifications like that can get me a job as an executive chef at a restaurant, uh, my only my experience in the Navy can, won't do that. By and large, like I mean, it, it helps, but getting ha by having that certification prior to getting out of the Navy, based on my experience and my testing and everything else that happens and any training I get through Ready Relevant Learning, I should be getting credentialed as I go. And that's not happening right now. The medical field is a big one for corpsmen, especially like indep independent duty corpsmen on submarines. They, unless they did it on their own time, they get out of the Navy with nothing. And I mean, the, an independent duty corpsman on a submarine, the, the best with my limited context uh, and understanding, the best thing I could compare them to is like an LPN, like a, a licensed practitioning nurse, or even like a physician's assistant or some kind of you know, hybrid of the two. And they get out with nothing on paper that says that they can do any of those things. They don't have any of the credentials or certifications to do that. And that is a crime. And that is what they're trying to fix. So that's a big deal and that's a good thing. So now that I've covered the stated goals, okay, why is everyone so upset? And, and I'm not asking that question like I'm not upset. I want to talk about why everybody is so upset, and, and I'm one of them. Heritage is the first thing that I keep hearing about. The biggest complaint I see is that the Navy just erased 241 years of heritage. Shut up. 
stop talking. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You sound like a petulant child that just had their toy taken away. My rating has changed so many times. Ship's cook, officer steward, commissaryman, mess management specialist, and finally in 2004, to culinary specialist. Like, they did that to better align the civilian counterparts, which is a stated goal of rating modernization, but nowhere in all of that change has any of the heritage ever been lost. Everyone still knows who Dory Miller is. Or at least they should. That's my next problem with his argument is I'm one of the most knowledgeable people you will ever encounter outside of the History and Heritage Command on my Navy rating and its heritage. Okay, Very few people in my rating know this heritage. They know who Dory Miller is, right? But that's, that's about it. So what do you know? What do you know? What do you know about your ratings heritage? Ask yourself that question honestly. Go stand in front of a mirror and ask yourself. The heritage that you're so infuriated about the Navy destroying, most people are clueless. Most people can't tell me anything about their ratings heritage. They can't. And that's a crime and that's a problem that we need to remedy. Because you're part of that story. Like, you're a part of that story and everyone in the future Navy occupational specialty tied to that rating is part of the continued story. No one can take that from you or me. I won't allow them to take that from me. So stop whining and go learn your story. Go learn it so that you can be a good steward of the continuation of your specialty story by learning it and passing it on. Because that's not happening and nearly enough. Now, and it's become infinitely more important after this announcement that you take the time to learn those things so that you can be a good steward of it and pass it on. Pass it on to the people that are in that NOS that don't know. That won't have the same sense of belonging in, in a rating like that. Unless you create it. And you can. You think, and one of the things I commonly associate with is I work with the Army a lot right now. Army Food Service is a 92 Golf. That's their MOS. Okay? Same thing. That's what they mirrored this program off of is how the Air Force, Marine Corps, and Army do it. Okay? And you'll hear that come out of their mouth as, as a justification for doing it, as one of the reasons they did it. So, do you think for a second that a 92 Golf in the Army isn't proud of being a culinary specialist? Because that's what they call it. They used to call it food service specialist, and now they call it culinary specialist. You think they're not proud of that? You think they're not proud to be a 92 Golf? They absolutely are. They absolutely are. And we will find ways to instill that pride in our junior sailors if we're good stewards of this. If we take the time to pass this heritage on and take ownership of a B650 which is one of the codes for us. Like I'm going to take ownership of that and I'm going to instill pride into the people that work for me and pass the heritage on that's come for the last 241 years because they're a part of that story now. Don't ever, ever lose ownership of that. And that's what I'm hearing is everybody, oh, well, now it's all gone. They just erased it all. Shut up. It's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. And I know it's uh, just an angry, frustrated reaction. Like I get it, but stop it. Stop it. Take the time to learn your ratings heritage so that it can be passed on. That's your charge. And if you're not doing that, then you got no right to complain, so just be quiet. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is pride. And, and this is what everyone actually means when they talk about the destruction of all this heritage that they don't even know. Okay, People take tremendous pride, pride in being a part of a rating. Whether they understand why they have that pride or not, uh, they do. They, I mean, they have that pride. People like belonging to something greater than themselves. Pe they, I mean, they like to know that they are contributors to a cause that concept is amplified when you look at our demographic in the Navy, right? The Navy is 100% filled with volunteers in a service-based career field, okay? So we have an intense and deep attachment to the things we belong to, and we belong to our rating. If the Navy got rid of the submarine community tomorrow, I would be pissed. 
I would be pissed. I take tremendous amounts of pride in being a Navy submariner. So I get it. You're mad. And you have every right to be. I, like, I will in no way, shape, or form try to convince you that you shouldn't have heartburn over this. I, I have heartburn over this. I loved being a CS and an MS before that, right? I took a lot of pride in it. So don't think that me talking about heritage and pride the way that I am, I'm not trying to talk you out of having heartburn about this, right? I'm not. You should. I do. Moving on. So the last thing I want to talk about is shock. This is, this is why so many people are upset. Pride is why people are as upset as they are, right? But shock uh, is why so many people are upset. No one had any idea this was coming. I, we talked gender, gender neutrality had gotten brought up. We saw it in the Navy Times, right? We, we knew they were talking about it. Um, but we had no idea rating modernization was coming the way that it did. Uh, and, and this is what I think most people take issue with. Like, in my opinion, this should have and could have been managed far better, the delivery. Uh, why they didn't put far more time and thought into preparing and crafting the message is beyond me. I don't understand it. They could have packed that nav admin full of more information, timelines, resources, etc. Uh, they could have briefed fleet mass chiefs and force mass chiefs, and they could have then held all hands calls and fleet concentration areas to, to manage the delivery of that message and to answer all these questions that you see on social media. Uh, and they could have done it so much more to calm the storm, and they didn't. Uh, everyone is scrambling for information, for answers to obvious questions that I'm certain they saw coming. Uh, again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was a reason they did it the way that they did it, uh, but I can't even fathom what it is. And, and I believe knowing all this, uh, even knowing what I don't know, that it was a mistake on their part. And, and I'm confident that they, to some degree, they now realize that. And I, and I think it'll probably come up at some point where they say, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, we probably could have done that better. Uh, it happens to everyone. Um, I mean, every command and every division, we fumble something, we realize we fumbled it. Uh, sometimes it takes junior sailors to tell us that we fumbled it, and then we're like, ah, okay, yeah, got it. Uh, we could have done that better, and next time we do. So now let's talk about what you can do about it. Everybody feels helpless right now because of how blindsided we got by this and because of how little information is out there. Uh, what can you do about it? Feedback is number one, is the number one thing I want to talk about. Let them know how you feel about it. Uh, there are ways to do this, and there's ways not to do this. So for some reason, junior sailors feel this immunity to accountability when they're on social media platforms. Don't do that. Uh, you're, in, you're a U.S. sailor all the time, okay? Everywhere you go, even online. So be professional. Express your opinion with tact. Uh, now that I got the disclaimer out of the way... Um, the Navy is monitoring social media, and I know this for a fact based on a specific top topic from that document that I received from a friend in D.C. Okay, regarding rating modernization. It says it right under the timeline for their communication plan. Now, they can't see your timeline or your feed, so what does that mean? It means go to the CNO, MCPON, SECNAV, and NPC on social media and express your opinion professionally. Provide them that feedback. They are watching and listening, so provide that feedback for them. If you have the opportunity to go to an all-hands call in your area, do that. Uh, if your chain of command solicits input at some point in the future, participate. I bet you it's coming. Okay, So when you hear about any of that stuff in your area or on your ship, participate in that stuff. Might be an online survey. So be pay attention on social media. And, and I tell some of the, a lot of the junior sailors that have messaged me, if you haven't liked the CNO, MCPON, SECNAV, NPC, All Hands Magazine, U.S. Navy, everything on social media, do that. 
go on there and do that. Um, they, I mean, they have an Instagram and stuff like that, but that's not where you're going to see all the information come out. You're gonna, it comes out on Facebook a lot. I mean, you can go to the websites, but it's a little more difficult where if you like them all on your Facebook, it's just going to all pop up on your feed. And as soon as information comes out about anything, you're going to see it on your feed. So go like those things and, and that's where the information is going to be released. So it'll keep you up to date as more info comes out, as they post more videos and articles and, and charts and posters and whatever, all that stuff's going to pop on your feed. Like where the codes came out, everybody's like, what's my code? It's, it's on social media, go to all hands magazine, go to, you know, any of those Facebook outlets that will link to it. Um, but like those, like those entities on Facebook, it'll keep you informed. The second thing you can do about this is think. Okay. And, and I talk about this in a lot of topics. Think, all right, think, freaking think, use your brain, uh, analyze this, tear it apart and put it back together again and come to your own conclusion, not mine. Okay, this is me trying to get you to think and I have my opinion and some of it has come through in, in this podcast, but come to your own conclusion. Like what has really happened here? The stated goals, if executed as they've stated them, are huge and productive steps forward for modernizing Navy training and advancement. It'll provide opportunities that an old hand might like me couldn't possibly have imagined when I came in the Navy. Opportunities I complained about incessantly on my way up. I'm, I'm not having them. All right, You're about to have those opportunities. Change, change is always hard. It's often ugly and confusing, but you'll look back in 15 years and wonder why the hell we ever did it a certain way. Right? Maybe not necessarily about ratings, but you're going to look back and wonder why the hell we did a lot of things a certain way. Why we ever wore oh, that stupid blue uniform, right? Whatever. Um, will you do it about rating modernization? Like, who knows? I don't know that I will. I don't. I, I, you know, I got used to it a certain way and you can't teach old dogs new tricks, I guess. But I won't be here in 15 years. You will. So be good stewards. Be good stewards of change. That's your responsibility and I charge you with that. So it's conclusion time. I think I did a lot of yelling and I apologize. Uh, so we talked about what rating modernization actually is to our knowledge. Again, there's not a lot of information out there. Uh, so we're doing the best we can. Why there is such a visceral response to the announcement and, and what we believe it means. And then what you can do about it. I want all of you junior level leaders to, to always question everything. But when the change is delivered, like it or not, you need to embrace it. Like use it so that you can leave behind a better Navy. That it's in, it's absolutely incumbent upon you to do that. Leave this better than you found it. I, I said it a few times just a second ago, but like be a good steward. We create our Navy's culture. The policy direction may come from the top. It may come from the CNO and McPond and, and the Secretary of the Navy. But the culture that's created by its implementation is owned by you, by me, by us as a collective. Uniforms change, job titles change, tradition ceremonies change. You own how they change, how they alter that culture. Are you going to allow like an A440 to not have pride in their job? Are you going to allow that? A B650 is a Navy cook. So is a ship's cook, a steward, a messman. It's another step in the evolution of our story. You can call me whatever you want, but it's still my story. How it evolves and is perceived by future generations is something I own, and I take it very seriously. And in that way, nothing has changed because I've taken it seriously this entire time. And I charge you to do the same. Take it seriously. Use all that emotion that you have wrapped up in the loss of something that was so important to you and pour it into being a good steward of this change. Pour it into passing this on to the next group. 
I'm going to do that with B650s and every other NOS that's associated with my career field. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them about being a Navy cook and what it means and those that went before them. I'm going to tell them about Leonard Harmon and William Pinckney and Dory Miller and on and on it goes. And I charge you to do the same. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope this helped to at least assist you in processing what just happened. Um, Maybe helped you, equip you with tools to form your own conclusion. If you have any questions about anything, if you just want to talk about it, uh, if I can clarify anything to you, either about the announcement or about what I've said on this podcast or anything else that's going on, please do not hesitate to get a hold of us. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook Messenger, uh, DM us on Instagram at DGUTS Podcast, or shoot us an email, as always, at Don't Give Up the Ship Podcast at gmail.com. Adapt and overcome, y'all. All right. It's, it's tough. I get it. I'm still processing this. And uh, it, a lot of the change that everyone is scared of coming from this, you're not going to see this come out. Uh, actual change outside of us addressing each other by the different terminology, by semen and petty officer and so on. That's the only actual change that happened as of the announcement. You won't see a lot of the other change. Like your rating badge isn't going to change. A lot of the other stuff like that is not going to change for at least a year. They, they don't even know how they're doing it yet. So calm down. Uh, the, the clarification and amplifying information will come out. Uh, so don't panic. Keep talking to your chain of command. Keep plugged in social media and all the uh, outlets where you'll get that information from and check for, for follow on nav admins. And uh, hit us up if you have questions. Thanks again for listening. As always, continue charging and molding that culture out there. And don't give up the shit.